Hi, this is Olivia Berkman, and you're listening to the Financial Executive Podcast. According to this year's Benchmarking the Accounting and Finance Function report from the Financial Executives Research Foundation and Robert Half, digital transformation emerged as a critical business practice to embrace in 2017. We speak with Paul McDonald, Senior Executive Director at Robert Half, about the technology trends and staffing challenges impacting the accounting and finance functions. Hi, Paul. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. I want to start out by just talking a little bit about um, technology and the effect that it's having. So this year, technology seems to have played a larger role in how the finance function operates and in the staff itself. Why do you think that is? And what specific technologies would you say are driving that change? Yes, it's a. Um, when we did the benchmarking survey this year, for the ninth time um, doing the survey, um, the 2018 results came back with technology really playing an important role in the finance and accounting leaders' uh, responses, and it's not surprising. We've been watching this this trend over the past few years. Um, there's there's a number of factors that are are leading to this, Olivia. Yeah, number one, um, there's a large movement um, to the cloud, and um, there, you know, a lot of companies in the report definitely points to this. A lot of companies are moving um, their functions to the cloud. Um, the second thing that we're seeing too is a lot of automa- auto- uh, automation of the actual um, functions, you know, uh, internally, and with that um, requires technology for the automation. Uh, auto- automation. Um, it requires a lot of technology for the automation. Um, but last, but maybe maybe the most important is the digital transformation that's going on in the North America companies. And this is a worldwide phenomenon, but our report focuses in on um, this is our Canadian um, results and our U.S. results from these financial leaders. And transformation is, is abound. Using technology um, in all aspects, for instance, um, there's been a huge accumulation of data that's been happening over the past number of years. A lot of people still call it big data. Um, but this this mound of data that's being collected from customers, uh, from the supply chain, uh, from service, you know, if you're a service company, but all that data needs to be analyzed. So how are machines doing the um, analysis? How are humans involved with analyzing that um, anal- uh, the, that data is really playing a huge part in what the organizations are, are focused on right now. So when you look at technology, just from those three areas, uh, automate automation, um, you've got uh, digital transformation, um, and you've got um, the, the first area, you know, where, you know, there's the cloud computing that I mentioned. You've got just a, 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 a perfect storm happening, which is leading finance leaders just down that technology track with many of their responses. Right. And, and what specific areas of finance do you see leaders increasing staff? Yeah, 
that's a really good question because, you know, staff, the, the report does um, show that uh, U.S. and Canadian companies are um, planning on uh, either staying the same or increasing staff. And again, it comes back to the technology, uh, data analytic um, professionals. Um, and again, when I say professionals, those are skill sets where, you know, you might have a, a senior accountant that has strong technology background. Um, you know, if they're migrating to the cloud, they want someone in the, for instance, if it's a reporting area that's going to the cloud, they want really well-rooted individuals in technology, uh, either the, you know, that specific cloud um, aspect, maybe it's Salesforce, um, maybe it's something, you know, they're using to, to reconcile accounts or, or financial planning analysis, you know, for instance, like an Anna plan or a black line uh, cloud computing. They want that experience to go along with whatever else that in professionals being required to do. Compliance is another area. Um, and we're seeing that a lot, you know, generally all the finance and accounting areas are adding staff um, for the most part. There's a couple I'll speak to that maybe aren't, mm -hmm. but that's because, you know, business is growing. We're in an economy uh, in North America that's in the is still on a really strong growth curve. Um, so they're looking for individuals um, in all functional areas. Um, minus, you know, again, I'll say some of the areas that we're seeing outsourced, which might impact the need for staff, would be tax and uh, payroll. Two of the highest areas that the report um, respondents are showing as being outsourced, which could impact staff levels. Okay. And you mentioned automation as a real change driver. So what are some of those other areas that are ripe for consolidation, downsizing their teams perhaps? Well, I, we're seeing, you know, uh, just the, um, we're not See, the automa automation, the automation is truly looking at um, making it more efficient within the areas, you know, it could be financial planning, um, it could be, you know, uh, uh, forecasting, um, budgeting, for instance. But you would think that that's impacting staff on the, uh, you know, on a decrease side. But what we're seeing is that, you know, in this migration, they're actually use, they're actually predicting that they're going to be needing more staff in that area. Right. So it was it was a key finding in the report. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So the it's it's making things more efficient, but not necessarily impacting you know staff decisions uh, negatively. Or in other words, it's you don't need a smaller number of people. Um, it's not. It's not eliminating team members. Yeah, I mean, it it would it would really point to that when you think about that at the high level. But when you really dig into the responses, um, the companies, you know, are analyzing the data and they're trying to automate processes. But then they're they're asking questions on what does the analysis point to? All this big data. What's all this? you know, data telling us about our customers. We need people to interpret the data, and actually it points to the increase in soft skills, namely communication and presentation skills necessary in the staff in order to 
present the data to the um, to the teams, to the CFO, to the um, to the mid level management, and make in um, make decisions based upon that data. So. When you dig into the details, it's kind of interesting um, because it, it, it is counter to what logic would tell you. You know, you would say decrease in staff, but the technology and the data analytics is actually um, leading to the increase. Okay. Now, how would you describe the ability of senior financial leaders to monitor their team's performance? It's a great question. Um, when you think about, you know, the 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 uh, staffing. Um, let me back up. It's a great question because when you look at the environment for talent right now, it's really, really, you know, uh, it, it, unbelievable where we are in terms of a in the United States, three point nine percent unemployment as of last month. In Canada, we're showing signs of of great need for talent as well. So the statistics are showing that you know it's hard to find people. The job openings are, are you know at a very high level right now. There's an so retention of staff, monitoring of staff, um, acquisition of staff is at the forefront of all the um, executives and leaders' minds. So um, the ability and, and what they're doing to, um, to look at that is, you know, they're spending more time with their staff today to try and, you know, f- um, find out, you know, are they engaged? Are they challenged? What's the career map look like um, in terms of moving ahead within the organization? They're investing in training um, in order to um, help those people on their journey forward. So we're finding that more people at the, in the leadership capacity are spending more time monitoring through those those areas. You know, it's like in, in offering as a result of the monitoring of the staff, what is what is of interest with them and, and doing a gap analysis on the where the um, knowledge level is, investing in their gaps and allowing them to grow within their organizations. And Paul, have U.S. and Canadian finance teams encountered the same staffing challenges or are you seeing differences there? We're seeing that the um, Canadian and U.S. finance and accounting teams are encountering about the same challenges right now. Um, you know, namely, technology is at the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's table stakes for um, any staff coming on board today, from an entry-level person right on through to a senior um, director level. Um, knowledge, um, user knowledge in some people, um, a, a, a overall knowledge, and you know, um, you know beyond um, just a cursory knowledge is necessary. Understanding how it, uh, it fits together, so that technology is at the forefront and, and creating challenges on both sides of the border. Um, additionally, compliance on both sides of the border is leading to challenges in finding people. Um, and then it comes to just um, you know just the, the overall need for staff to fill in for this business gro- business growth that we're undertaking right now. Um, it's really exciting to see, but it's at the forefront of all the um, Canadians and, and uh, U.S. corporations that we uh, surveyed. And so beyond what was explored in the survey, what do you see driving finance teams' staffing decisions? 
Well, it, the staffing decisions being driven today, um, and you know, do do I actually outsource? Do I actually bring people in and insource um, contractors, interim professionals to help me with this growth, with this uh, uh, digital transformation that we're undertaking, the automation, um, the actual um, cloud computing um, that we're putting in place? You know, these are driving the the same decisions um, on both sides of the border. And, you you know, should I hire permanently? Can I hire, can I find these people permanently, you know, um, to bring on board? And what, um, what actually is the most cost-effective way to do this? You know, for instance, we see the increased use of um, interim professionals. And the increased use of interim professionals is driven by, one, I can't, they can't find the people on a um, direct hire basis. Or two, um, they are finding individuals that have great subject matter expertise, bring them on board for a a period of time, say six or nine months, there's a knowledge transfer to the existing staff that takes place, and then that knowledge transfer allows the interim to um, complete the assignment, and then um, the existing staff that learned from the subject matter expert to, you know, carry on um, with that knowledge. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know make versus buy decisions that are going on in the staffing, and if you're lucky enough to find the person or the people that help you move and these all these initiatives that we've been chatting about, Olivia, uh, if you're lucky enough to find that person, it's very important to hang on to them. Um, if if you and that that goes back to the investing in your human resources, make sure that you're, you know, keeping them current, um, you know, keeping them engaged, uh, keeping morale high, and building a solid culture around um, your teams. A lot of senior executives right now are focused on culture building within their organization in order to keep engagement high, keep morale high. Absolutely. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your time today. Well, it's been my pleasure, and it's great to partner with Firth uh, for the ninth year in a row and uh, uh, issue this report. We really are, are thankful for that partnership, and thank you for your time. Us too. Thanks so much.